Craig, thank you for joining us this morning to talk through the perspective backwardation in the default tariff cap. I think firstly, there was a plethora of stuff that came out from Ofgem regarding the default tariff cap. Yeah, so what are the changes really that, that we saw in the announcements? In terms of what we've had, um, the main, well, the, uh, the headline grabbing one was the move to quarterly caps from seasonal caps, uh, which I think it's fair to say was broadly expected. You know, it was um, off Jim's minded to position when it put the original documentation out in May of this year. And, you know, from, from that standpoint, you know, again, not not really a surprise. Um, I think the the one which, to a degree, has gone on under the radar and rightly was the um, the focus of Oliver's article is the issue of the backwardation allowance and how that will be treated going forward under the cap. I guess very quickly in terms of what backwardation is, or it, certainly in in this context, is you have the issue that suppliers will have hedged in line with the methodology implied by the default tariff cap to meet the demands of that relevant part of their customer base. And the issue that you've got with backwardation in this context is if the um, the price of energy for future periods is less than what it is in the short term, or the short to near term, I should say. So you, we've effectively got a situation now where you look at the, the large premium that winter 22 and summer 23 have got um, over the rest of the curve. I mean, the rest of the curve is still high, but those front two seasons in particular have quite a large premium. And the the main concern, or certainly, you know, reading through the documentation from Ofgem, the main concern was that if there was a fall in wholesale prices for whatever reason, then the situation that would emerge is that there would be, I think it's going to say, a relatively high probability that you would have customers that were being supplied under the default tariff cap with by these suppliers. They would leave and look for cheaper deals. And the the suppliers who have bought volume in good faith, you know, would be left with that volume and facing a mark-to-market loss on it. So the issue of the backwardation allowance in conjunction with the market stabilization charge, uh, which was brought in in February of this year, is effectively to try to mitigate some of that risk from a supply standpoint, because it's clear from reading the off statements that big concern that they have is the risk of further supplier failures, given, um, you know, the number that we saw late 2021, early 2020. And the backwardation allowance, it's an additional element within the cap, which is, you know, intended to help mitigate some of that risk. Now, to be clear, the backwardation allowance, it was proposed in May. So the fact that it's been approved by Ofgem isn't surprising. What is surprising is the fact that they've said these backwardation costs can be recovered over a six-month period rather than a 12-month period. What that means for, I'll say the cap formula, but I guess the outcome of the cap formula, to be more precise is that what you have is a situation whereby that introduces more seasonality into the into the cap levels and effectively means, for example, that um, based upon our forecast, the caps for Q4, Q1, and Q2 would be higher under a six-month recovery of backwardation allowance than they would be under a 12-month recovery. And those for Q3, 23, and Q4, 23 would be lower a lot lower in the case of Q323 um, than would be the case under um, a 12-month recovery period. So what you have as a consequence of this is the cap being higher in key winter months than you know would be the case under the initially proposed 12-month recovery. And I think that that is something which is obviously worth noting in the context of the cost of living crisis and concerns over um, concerns over customer bills. 
Now, as I say, that's that's to a degree that that went under the radar, which is why we thought it was it was definitely worth, worth highlighting it in the context of this uh, of this article. Uh, in terms of the other changes which were brought in compared to the move to quarterly caps and the treatment of uh, of backwardation, you know, they're ultimately not not material. You're, you're looking at changes related to the treatment of smart meter um, allowances and also um, a view on unexpected demand from um, default tariff customer base. So um, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they are the main issues that, that came out of the um, of off-gemmed announcements. Um, there's still a couple of points we're waiting on and we should get those hopefully rightly assuming before the, the caps for Q4 is formally announced on the 2026. At the moment. Fab, thank, thank you, Craig. So you touched a little bit then on about the, the cost implications and how, um, you know, the impact it was having on those different quarter views of the price cap. So um, it's kind of sort of sort of an order of magnitude of difference we're kind of looking at compared to perhaps what we were seeing for those periods versus what, what, what we're viewing now? Yeah, I mean, probably best example from the... Um, the analysis that we've done is actually the one the um, the backwardation allowance for um, uh, Q3 of next year, and what we so just very, very quickly by by um, by way of context, what we had under the 12 month treatment of, of backwardation is that the allowance was I mean it was relatively flat throughout 2023. It was roughly 300 pounds per quarter. For instance, is what you would have. So that would be an additional element within the within the cap. The best example is Q3 2023, where um, that went from, and this is based upon our numbers from the 12th of August, so last Friday. 12 month liquidation allowance for Q3 was just under 300 pounds. A six month liquidation allowance, so what's coming in under the new approach, was actually zero. So it completely swung around, and you compare that to something like for Q1, where the uh, the backward the acquisition allowance for 12 months was again roughly 300, and for Q1 under the six month methodology, it was um, not far off 500 pounds. So an additional approximate approximate 200 pounds. So the thing is, it's the, it's the same amount of cost, and this is the argument that often I'm putting forward. It's the same amount of cost. It's just being recovered. In, over a different timescale. So you've got the, and ultimately this plays into the argument of cost reflectivity and cost being recovered closer to the periods, period or periods in which they are actually incurred. So from that, from that standpoint, I guess if you look at it from an economic efficiency standpoint, the fact that you are recovering, if, if you're a supplier, you're recovering costs closer to when they are, they are incurred. That's a good thing. From an economic efficiency standpoint, from a household bill standpoint, in the context of Q1, for instance, that's an additional approximately two hundred pounds on your bill that wasn't going to be there under the under the original methodology. So it just gives you an idea of some of the actual swings that you're that you're potentially going to see under this six month month treatment of backwardation. You touched on there also. So we do the next price cap update next week on the t- the twenty sixth. So. Are there any other further changes expected in the pipeline, do you think? Or will we sort of wait to see these changes bed in before we, there's any more consultations released, do you think, Craig? I mean, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that um, you know, you, if one looks at um, the normal timescales associated with um, any reform slash consultation, you know, I think it's fair to say that you know, it's highly unlikely, if not borderline impossible, that we um, will see any change, we'll, we'll see any more 
changes um, ahead of the um, the October cap being announced. You know, conceivably with the you know with the um, the timescales that we've got, there's no reason why um, you know we couldn't see something coming in from um, Q1. But yeah, my gut reaction is that we are unlikely to see anything material as it pertains directly to the cap, just to make that abundantly clear, and the cap methodology until Q1. Obviously, there, there are you'll be able to see if you pick up a newspaper or, or turn on the news, there's various things which are being looked at from governmental slash political perspective, which would um, affect the energy price, but obviously would not impact the cap methodology that would be external to the cap methodology. Or a short answer to that, Ronnie, is no, I don't see there any more changes. <laughs> I'm brilliant. I'll use um, one um, word when a dozen will do, quite clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, um, thank you, Craig, and thank you for joining us um, this morning to talk through uh, that, that perspective. Very, very informative. So, thank you. Thank you.